0: This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the ill the Edmund Elder Library. First, I'd like to say, Happy New Year. Welcome to a new year, 2021. I've went through the house and already changed my calendars, took down the old ones and put up some new ones and um, have um, had my morning devotion uh, with the Lord and um, just feel really, really good, really good in my spirit today. But I'm going to pick up pick up from our book here because we're not done with it we're still in chapter seven I hope to finish chapter seven right now um, but what I do if you don't know um, is I am reading through several different books uh, right now we're in dream shards uh, what to do when your dreams have shattered uh, by sister Shirley Buxton um, what I do is I'm not reading word for word from her book what I do is as I read it I write into a, a blank journal uh, and then from my journal i read from my notes and then i add anything that the lord puts in my heart uh, maybe similar experiences and stuff i could share from my life things of that nature but anyway we are talking today about the failure to take responsibility these are um i am in the chapter seven we these are negative reactions that we do not want to pick up from our green shards we do not want to have um these things that would offset the good that can come out of our brokenness our failure to take responsibility remember your dream was or is your baby that's your vision your hopes do not blame other people for its fracture do not blame other people for not understanding your dream assume responsibility don't think someone else is blocking your path to success where there is a will there is a way and remember that if god called you to it he's going to take you through it defensiveness and this we've all dealt with this we all dealt with this with our in our ministry in our callings and stuff we become on the defensive uh peter actually when the maidens were stuff saying he was with peter and he started um denying the lord that was an act of defensiveness he had felt probably slighted he probably felt betrayed uh, because he didn't want the Lord to go to the cross. He wanted, uh, when he was doing, um, when Jesus was washing feet and he didn't want Jesus to wash his feet. Then Jesus told him that if he didn't wash the feet, it would have no part of him. And he was like, well, Lord, not just my feet, but not my head and, and all of me, you know. Here, watch my, wash my head also. Um, so Peter, I think that he um, felt like he had actually um, let the Lord down because here here was his master going to the cross and um he'd put up his defense he'd put up his uh, he would he wanted to protect he wouldn't protect any more hurt he'd been hurt but some people may feel sorry for you and stoop down and lovingly attempt to rearrange the pieces of our shattered dreams people may try to help people may try to um they're on the outside looking in But they don't know that god picks up our pieces from the inside out he heals us from the inside out Um, people may even attempt to give to glue us back together a lot of people want us to be like we were before before god called us to the ministry they they seen how we were before and they they think that we should keep on that and they think that something's wrong with us because we're no longer that person who they thought we were um but if we're not careful we may take on building a wall of defensiveness. I know I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Um, It's a wall that we build up because uh, it's just shelter guard. It's like, um, I don't know. I I, I think that part of the reason why is because we don't even know the whole picture of what God's trying to do in our life. And we want other people to understand, but we don't know how to have them understand. And we know that they're not going to understand because um, Jesus' own disciples didn't understand what he was going through. And so we do, we kind of do try to build up these walls of defensiveness. And this book is telling us not to do that. Um, It says, um, be careful. We may take on building a wall of defensiveness so that no one can help us. Setting ourselves up for repeated failures because we have too much ego. Um, is that it? Is that is that what it is? Is that the wall? Our walls. We have ego. We're we're afraid of being hurt more, and so we just um, I don't know. We don't let people in. I, I see I I see a, a guilty a little bit there. It's like um, I have perhaps in the past wanted to pull everybody in and tell them all what my dreams, visions, goals was, and what I felt like where the Lord was leading me, and all that stuff. But then it's like. Um, when I start talking to him, it's like my mind goes blank. It's like, um, this isn't the time or the place. uh, And some, and then I think there's always the back of the my mind, probably some sermons and stuff I heard, books I've read over my life that just keep on doing, just keep on doing what you know to do, and in the end they will know. I mean, the the truth will come out at the end. I mean, it, it it will. God will unfold the rose of your life. You, the, you will be that bloom if you just keep on walking by faith and not by sight. So see, there's kind of like a fine line. And that's what I'm... I just got in with my prayer time. And that's what I feel like I'm doing. I felt led to go over to um, a little uh, dress form I have in my, um, my sewing studio. And on this dress form, I have it dressed in um, a soldier's suit. And on its head, a crown. It's like it represents my king it represents king of kings well i felt to go get that and i couldn't um put the crown on my head i wanted to lay at his feet and i felt led to come over here to our globe and i set that crown upon our globe jesus is the king over all the earth he is king we gotta let him keep on being king of kings and lord of lords don't, we don't set ourselves up upon our throne We we're not trying to we don't want people to see us i mean we want them to see us, but that we want them to see Jesus through us. That, that's for my stress. We want to be a, a, the focus. Keep pointing people to the cross. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, to just keep on pointing people to the cross. Point people to Calvary. Put our focus on Jesus. Make sure we always give that crown to him. I didn't want to put that crown on my head. That crown's not, The crowns that we're going to get in life, we're going to lay those crowns back at his feet. He is worthy. we only become anything in this life. We have all of our successes are due to him. So what we do in the meantime is we daily give him the crown. Daily give him the praise. Daily give a heart full of gratitude. No, things may not be hunky-dory, but what would hunky-dory bring? What would you do different if everybody was on your page. If everybody saw things the way you did, then have you separated yourself from the um, world? Have you separated yourself from the normal? Have you separated yourself into a special place of calling, of brokenness, of willingness? No, you're going to be different. Your call is going to be different. It's not going to be accepted by the majority. But in your obedience to God, there will be fruit. There will be there will be people won to the Lord that could not have been won otherwise because of your consistency and your faithfulness. And I have to remind myself this all the time: everything you do, in word or in deed, do it all as unto the Lord. You're doing it for Him. You're going to stand before Him on Judgment Day. It's going to be Him that it's either going to say, "Well done, good and faithful servant," or "Depart from me, you worker of iniquity." If our hearts, if we could do all the right things, we could do all the things that's considered right. But if in our heart we have not obeyed God, we have not done what he did, he will say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You understand what I'm saying right there? It's going to be different. You're going to have a road less traveled. You're going to walk a road less traveled. But you have to know, you have to make your calling and election sure. Make sure you are doing what God called you to do that it lines up with his word that it lines up with his direction that he daily leads you and guides you daily he loads you with benefits and that means it's going to be the benefits the joy in knowing the joy in knowing that he is the one that's leading guiding you that you have that you have yielded your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable before him that's your reasonable service it's going to cost you something take up this cross and follow me your cross your cross is going to be different than other person's cross your circumstances are going to be different because of things that you went through in life things that you know you're going to be uh, gifted and talented and uh, different abilities that other people have through things that you went through in your life, you're learning. He has ordered your steps. The righteous, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. He has brought you to this time, this place for such a purpose. This 2021, I have it themed as the coming of age to age. You know, used to 21 was the coming of age, the, the legal drinking age, the legal age, um, I think at one time it's the age where you could vote, now it's been, I think it's 18 now, but uh, the coming of age, it's uh, in a lot of different um, cultures, a lot of different religions, it's usually like 13, 12 or 13, the the boys and girls, they have like this, uh, these, these rites of rituals, they learn what it means to be coming to and, uh, the age of adulthood, or, uh, they have new, re- not, not necessarily adulthood at those age, but what it is, new responsibilities training them to become an adult. I think eight, adults, probably 18, I don't know, in their culture, I have no idea. I know that my, um, my grandma got married when she was 15, so I know, um, Um, I think now the girls have to be 16 to get married. We know Sister Dean was 13 when she got married. My Aunt Kay, my dad's sister, was married when she was 13. So maybe at one point, the coming of age was 13. But I'm sticking with this year's theme as the coming of age to age, the year 2021. And Jesus, um, His coming could be any time. And He has been the same yesterday and today and forever. He is known as the ancient of days. We refer to God. That's one of the titles of God, the ancient of days. Um, He has been from everlasting to everlasting. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is, he is king of king and Lord of lords. He is worthy of our praise. So that's what we're doing. We're um, living our life in accordance that we're ready that we're making our um that we i already said making our calling election sure that we're making sure that our lamps are full of oil that our robes are white and we can't do it in and of ourselves we have to daily die to ourselves daily die to our our um the that inner desire that we want to be um successful in the eyes of those around us and loved and cherished we want to be like a um Known to Freeman or a, a, a Helen Keller, and the fact, or Corey Tim Boom, and the fact of, of people—you know—you say those names. People think good thoughts about them, how they overcome their difficulties. We want to be known of that, but right now we're going through the difficulties. We will one day. We will one day be known for what we went through—that we stood true to the test, that we stood faithful, that we in spite of opposition, in spite of um, misunderstandings, we pray that God, in time, have our children rise up and call us blessed. In time, our husbands be known in the gates. In time, you know, know, the fruits of our labor will yield forth much fruit. um, Our nets will be full. We refer to that a lot. Peter uh, fished all night and caught no fish, but then, when he was told to let down the nets on the other side, they were full of fish. What we're doing right now, we might it might seem like we're just fishing all night. We're just fishing all night. We're doing what we know to do. And we're doing it with all of our heart. And we may not be seeing the results. We may not be seeing anything. But in time, he's going he's gonna to say, cast you on your nets on the other side or whatever that might be. It might be time to lay your weapons down. It might be time to, uh, you fought the good fight. It might be time to die. It may be after you're dead that people realize hey all the things that she did all the things he did all the things that they did it was it was for the good we can see it now you know um they fought a good fight they finished the course they kept the faith that's what we got to do we got to keep the faith and that's what I pray when I pray, saying, Lord, if I'm thinking that you called me to do something and you didn't really call me, then show me, shut those doors, whatever. That and then, you know, if I am doing the right thing to keep on doing the thing I'm doing and, and feel And then I, then it's when he smiles on me and that's when he tells me to go over and get the crown. And he says, he's going to give me a crown and I'm going to lay it right back at his feet because I can't do it without him. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can't do it on my own. So it's a daily walk. It's a daily obedience. It's a daily taking up your cross. It's a daily persistence. It's a daily consistence. It's a day to day because even though this is a new year, the very first day of a brand new year, still Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So it's, we go on by faith. We still walk by faith. We still read his word. We still study his word. We still grope and we let him pick up the pieces of our life. We let him make new releases just in time. We let him, we let him get the glory for everything because each day that he gives us breath, it is a day to sing his praise. It's a day to sing unto him a new song. It's a day, if you're one of the people that write on sticky notes, Post-it notes. Go over there and write something you're thankful for, and start your gratitude wall. That's what I'm planning on doing here. Start your gratitude wall, and um, or write it down in your journal somewhere. Something you're thankful for each and every day. Let this be a year of thanksgiving. Let this be a year of giving God praise. Every day, as you're walking through your house, thank you, you got a house. As you're walking through the house, look at the different things that you've got in those rooms and say, Lord. Thank you for this. How can I use this better for your glory this year? Um, I got all kinds of instruments. How can I play them better, Lord? And so forth. (coughs) Let's break down the walls of our own (coughs) limitations. Excuse me. We don't need to have ego. (coughs) In and of ourselves, we can do nothing but all things through Christ. So ask him for help. (coughs) All of a sudden, I'm getting choked up and I have no water beside me. But losing sight of your ultimate destination, that's one of the things that would be, (coughs) excuse me so much, holding you back. If you lose sight of (coughs) our ultimate destination, my ultimate destination is as for me and my house will serve the Lord. That my children and my grandchildren, my husband, (coughs) people that we're associated with, that we're reaching out to that our young people that we taught for many years, people that we have dealings with now, that they all, that they all be saved, that they all make it in. That's, that's our ultimate destination. While we're here to occupy until he comes, we need to keep our earthly ambition and hard work, our aspiration for success and recognition into proper perspective. That's what I was just talking about. Not for our glory, but for his glory. He's going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory because we can only do so much. We are just a brother. Kenneth Phillips refers to us as glorified mud balls. We're just made out of the dust of the earth. We're just temporary. These bodies of ours are just temporary. We can only do so much on in our, in our, in our own strength, but keep it perspective. He is able to take our flesh and mold it into something eternal. It, it's not our flesh, but our soul. What what we're doing in, in our temple, he's doing great things in our spiritual. We are spiritual beings. We are supernatural because we're eternal in the fact that we've been born again. We have been bought by his blood. We are his people. Keep our eyes upward. And that's why I kept saying, focus on Jesus. Keep your eyes upward focus on him, focus on him, hallelujah, and keep your faith intact, and keep onward, you know, keep onward, he said, uh, any person, having put their hand to the plow, and we usually think of that as P-L-O-W, and I guess in a way, um, you know, you can picture you're in the garden, in the in the field, and you got your plow, and you're looking forward. In order to keep those rows straight, you've got to keep your eyes, um, you've got to keep it on that plow, you've got to keep focused, and then you can um, keep going. I think that's right, <laughs> and I I think that's right. Uh, so you can keep on going straight, so you don't get all crooked. You want straight roll rows. But the word in the Bible is P-L-O-U-G-H. I think that means whatever your hand's trying to do, do it with all your might. If you don't, if you give up too early, if you throw in the towel too soon, you ain't going to finish that course. You're not going to run that, um, you're not going to cross over that finish line. There was a woman that ran a marathon. I don't remember her name. It's in this um, book I'm reading by Michael Hite. Your best year ever. I'm reading that book. But he was talking about this woman. She was running, and then all of a sudden, um, she went down. Something happened. She she misjudged something, and she went down. She'd fallen down, and people, people that had been behind her was just passing her up. And it looked like it was over her for her. But something within her, she was determined. She got up, and she passed the person in front of her. She passed the person in front of them. She passed, and she... She... Won. she won she went a race where it looked like she had fallen she made it and that's how we have to be in life we have some setbacks health like uh now it's been two years ago i guess well a year before uh, may, may before this um uh, in 2019 i fell and broke my arm i broke my arm and it sh- I shoved up the bones and broke my hand in five places and so, there for a while, I was like, Lord, will I ever be able to use my hand again? I had a few th- beers and stuff, and I was learning how to play the ukulele and stuff with just one hand, and I was learning, I, I wasn't going to let that keep me from going to the nursing home because I, I went to, every time I got a chance, I went to the nursing home, um, for my services and stuff. Now we can't because of COVID, but, um, I was faithful to that, and I was watching videos and stuff about people that could do things one-handed, um. And they can, they can, there is, there is nothing that's going to keep you from going through because if things that you used to do with two hands, you can do a lot of things with one hand, you still got one hand. And there's people that even if they don't have any hands, have learned how to play the guitar and do stuff, feed themselves, paint, draw with their feet. Um, There's people, there's that one guy, I can't think of his name, Lord, forgive me right now. I can't think of his name, but he doesn't have any limbs, no arms or feet. But he hobbles around. He's able, he testifies. He tells of the goodness of Jesus. He's still got a mouth and he uses it for the glory of God. Whatever you have, you use it for the glory of God. Keep onward and please forgive me for my sinuses draining. I I think it's because I did just get done having a prayer meeting and I've been crying and all that stuff. I didn't wait until that was all cleared up. But anyway, uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about today is, uh, actually I was wanting to finish this chapter. Well anyway, positive responses. I will listen. I will study. I will examine. Think. If someone were to come in to replace you, what is the first thing they would change? You know, I was um, thinking about that on my um my podcast not maybe my podcast too, but my um devotionals, my online uh my live webcam and stuff. What would I change? Maybe the lighting, maybe my um maybe the where I do it at um maybe um maybe not the live the live you can't really do much but my regular video my webcam uh video edit learn how to video edit you know that would make it a lot more uh, interesting and and enhancing so if that's someone if someone was to come in and and replace me what's the first thing they would change well why don't you do that what what is the things that you think they would change about uh, your ministry that would to make it better to make it better and then you ask god to help you to do those things help god to help you to learn how to do those well that's all i have in my notes there is a little bit lesson left in this chapter i had learned to finish chapter seven but i said about three more pages so i guess next week we'll finish chapter seven so anyway one day at a time god bless you have a wonderful day Bye bye